Welcome to the Divine Feminines podcast and channel. I'm your host, Steph Desar, and in today's episode, we're talking soul family, star family, monad over soul family, and karmic partners. What are the differences, and how can you determine what is what and what you're experiencing, especially as you're going through your awakening journey and coming to your true soul's resonance? So before I get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. It's Divine Feminines on YouTube, and we're also on all major podcast platforms. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, and we're also on TikTok and Instagram with Divine Feminines with a Z at the end. Why like and subscribe to this channel? Well, we drop content every Friday talking about the soul's journey, soul growth, twin flames, divine masculine, divine feminine, coming and stepping into your power. Moon magic and moon manifestations are also bonus content that I also share with energy readings and portal updates onto the YouTube channel specifically. So you're more than familiar with the term soul family, soul tribe. I use it a lot with Instagram, with the videos, you know, I shout out to everyone, say, hey, soul tribe, hey, hey soul family. And that's my way of saying, hey to everyone that's on this same frequency resonance level and i think you know this is really something that becomes more and more prevalent when you are awakening and when you're coming into the truth of who you really are right and as you do and you start to really discover your soul and your soul's sort of resonance its purpose why you're here what is it that really lights your soul up what is it that your soul is yearning for as you start to come into that knowing, it's almost like you're coming into um, to the truth. You're remembering who you really are. As you do that, there's a real yearning for connections and meaningful bonds with those that have um, similar like-minded perspectives, people that you can really um, share your thoughts, feelings with, and know that it's going to be received and understood really well. And so. That is really where you're probably hearing the idea of soul family. And that is actually a very conscious choice. When you're consciously choosing to follow the path of your soul and your awakening, and you're removing all of the things that your ego has attracted or the wounded parts of you have attracted through coping mechanisms. So that's where karmic partners come in or karmic connections. We'll come on to talk about that in a bit those are more unconscious and you're not actually consciously choosing them in your life when you start to get more conscious we really start to you know vibrate in frequencies and we attract like like frequencies into our sphere into our field and those are then going to help us grow help us really step into more of our truth more into our power and to be authentically ourselves so I'm sure if you do you know have used the term soul family soul tribe you probably feel the feeling of ah oh, you just get me and so there's a fly you just get me and you you understand what I'm thinking or you know you, you share similar opinions I can just really bounce these ideas you know these are because these are those connections where we are really within um, this greater soul family you know it's a wider bigger soul family um, that we are able to occupy similar wavelengths and attract each other and share and these people are just the ones that we click with you know it's not necessarily all of the time in order for us to convey ourselves but we just click with them we get each other this is this is like really the way that you feel that resonance that 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 understanding it doesn't even need to be said sometimes it's just you see them and you smile and you're like, yeah, the energy just speaks for itself. The frequency, the vibration speaks for itself. 
So, you know, soul family can very much be um, those elements. I'm going to talk about the monad soul and the fourth level of soul family, but I'm talking just now about the broader soul family. So you may have met people along the way, like you'll go places, you might travel, and even where I am now, I'm meeting soul family, like the wider spectrum. Might not see them again, may stay in touch, but I know that they're in my grand, grander, greater sphere of soul family. There's a resonance. You know, I was in yoga today and I ended up being the only person. That wasn't a coincidence. And the teacher and I just connected. I'd met her a few days ago, but it was like sisters. And we had such a beautiful session, it was two hours. We did such a conscious flow and then afterwards, I don't read energy for anyone like that because I like to keep it very sacred. So I only really do it for the YouTube channel at, you know, in this way, but I don't do it on intimate levels unless it's for select people that I know I'm choosing to kind of support them. So I don't do it publicly or offer it as a service. I don't feel right about that. But this woman was, this soul sister, was someone that I felt really drawn to and I felt like I want to say to her that I, I can do that if she would find it valuable. And she said yes, she received it. She gave me some beautiful um, healing in our yoga as well, and I, I wanted to receive that. So there was just this beautiful understanding. We may see each other again a few times, we may not, but there it, I know that she exists in my greater soul family, and there was just this understanding that we could speak the same language and just really just be ourselves. It was just so lovely, and there was no clinginess, attachment, there was no, there was just nothing that was feeling heavy. It was just so light, so light, so beautiful, so love, so much love. So star family. So this, if you understand correctly, the soul family is definitely those that are on the same wavelength. You just click. They're vibrating at the same sort of level as you. They're probably thinking about the same things, discovering the same things about themselves on their journey. Um, also maybe experiencing similar things as well, unveiling uh, truths and um, having similar challenges, have come through different sort of um, life experiences that give, have given them this perspective and that then you can share with them because you've had similar life experiences or life experiences that have given you a similar perspective, right? So that's basically your soul family. Now star family, I did an episode with my soul sister Joanna who is star family to me, I think actually on many levels she's my monad family as well so but not digressing um the star family are very much starseed so if, if any of you resonate with being a starseed you will understand that you probably would have come to the discovery that my soul is not a soul that's an earth soul it's a soul from a star and there's many starseeds on earth right now so we have starseeds light workers we're all playing a role and most of the, all of the star seeds that are coming to Earth at this time have chosen to, to bring light, to raise the vibration, to bring up the resonance level, to form the new paradigm of love. You know, I talk about a lot of this, and some star seeds are incarnating as twin flames, coming on that journey to really break down old paradigms of love, old ways, old societal, uh, patriarchal, matriarchal conformities to really break free of that, to create this new meaning for love that's unconditional. Now the star family, it, it can be quite um, hard to recognize your star family at the beginning because you really have to be in your conscious state and um, 
connecting to your gifts and really being able to get more and more enlightened. But as you do, and you connect more with higher, higher vibrations, and you're able to tap into the higher dimensions, you will be able to connect with star souls, not just on Earth, but through the galaxy. And that's very powerful. Um, some of them don't come to Earth to reincarnate. Some actually stay there in the stars, in the constellations, or they could be a spirit guide, a guide for you in this lifetime where you've had lifetimes with them in, in, the, in the galaxy, on your star, having journeyed together, but they don't come to Earth and you do, and, but they come through as a support to you. And they, they can be, you know, they can expand any space-time. Like, all of that does not exist, right? Everything is one. All timelines are collapsed into one. Every multiverse, multi-dimension is one. So, you know, but the main challenge with this connection is the frequency here on Earth because it's so dense on Earth. So, I know that I have, like, soul family, soul tribe that say, oh gosh, I don't even want to come to reincarnate on Earth again because they definitely resonate with being a starseed and they really feel the heaviness of this Earth. And I can tell you that I, I've definitely experienced it. I, I still experience it, you know, even if I'm vibrating at a higher um, vibration and frequency, I still feel the density of Earth. And sometimes it really is like, oh, this place is so dense. Earth is actually known to be the densest, most difficult planet. Um, the other planets are not experiencing what we do in terms of frequency here on Earth. So, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful time to be here and to be alive on Earth, especially if you are here to bring light and to do this light work because you've chosen to see the Earth transform. You've chosen to be part of that. But yeah, one of the hardest parts is the fact that the frequency here on Earth is pretty dense. It's not easy. Um, so high, you know, compared to high states of consciousness, which is very much what soul star family existed. Um, but you know, they feel the love and the assistance. You, they can transmit that love and assistance to us from the stars and from the constellations. But you know, if our psychic abilities remain dormant, then we're not able to really connect fully with that paradigm of um, of, of being connected to them. Um, so. There's a lot of structures that can get in the way and um, I recently saw a crocodile in the ocean where I am and I did a video on Instagram actually a channel message because the crocodile represents awakening to your psychic abilities. The crocodile actually has eyes on top of its head because it has a hemispheric um, state of being where it can actually be part asleep, part awake which is fantastic. That's, that's true like levels of enlightenment there um, from the crocodile and the crocodile can also be ferocious at the same time so we're talking real polarities here being able to I think run at some ridiculous speeds that's why humans are scared of them like don't think that they're lazy and they can go through land water fresh water salt water the lot so very unassuming maybe but actually very powerful and can be very dangerous as well <laughs> But not to make you scared. The main point is, is that I was feeling this 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 call that the crocodile was coming to the ocean to tell everyone, like, awaken to your psychic abilities. There's so much more that is wanting to be shared with you. Until you um, until you awaken to it, you won't you won't be part of it. You won't be able to help form new earth. 
the other day I was having a conversation about, you know, being careful when you tap into esoteric world. And don't get me wrong, I do believe and agree in that, that we have to be very careful when we tap into, you know, when we go into portals and into new realms. That's why with energy reading, um, I always say, be careful who you go to and um, don't just go to lots of people. There's, there's people out here that I know they're, they're feeling a bit lost and they go to many different readers and I just don't think that's the right way. I think the, the answers are within and you don't need to go to lots of different readers. They're probably going to all say the same thing if they are on point. So you're not really going to get anywhere. It's about doing the work and tapping into your own psychic abilities, your own intuition. Um, so, yeah, um, once you're really tapped into yourself, and I'm still tapping in, right? So this is why, and I was just about to say, that whole point about, you know, being careful when you go into this world. Yeah, you've got to be careful, but as long as you stay protected and stay grounded, this is for us to tap into. Religions teach us not to mess with those things. Okay, there's some truth in that. You have to be careful and protected, but I do feel that the religion, religious sort of um, methods are saying that because they don't want us to really unleash our true power and our true potential because then those religious organizations they don't need to exist because they are organizations and they're actually financial institutions a lot of them and don't get me wrong each religion I feel has some truth in it and that's uh, the term omnism where there is truth in all religions but not one is the right and I prefer the whole concept of spirituality where you just connect with yourself you teach yourself you learn and you go with what resonates with your heart and your soul and follow your intuition and your full power um, so yeah so that is your star family they are very um, much um, here on earth but also very much present in our galaxy through the constellations and they're here always um, and once you're more awakened to higher levels of consciousness in yourself you can really pick up more information and more downloads from your star family that are rooting for you coming to earth and taking on this big job <laughs> not easy hey right so the monad soul family this is a very esoteric um, interpretation it's a concept of the soul family but it has the origins that are being known as the monad the oversoul really coming from that same branch it's it's actually monad is described as a ray of creation and just like sun rays, right, and as they emanate outward from the center of its source, it's, it encompasses a sphere and, and creates this ray of consciousness um, and the monad and the souls. And this, this ray has actually a certain rhythm um, which creates a certain temperament and that holds a certain perspective and is a facet of infinite consciousness. And so this ray is actually, it's, it might still be quite abstract if you think of it as a monad, as the beginning of a fracture, or beginning of the, the creation, right? The, the very, very initial stage. And ultimately, this is then individualized by expression. So then you've got individual expressions, individual souls, right? Um, and um, these monad branches out into individual soul units that share its unique essence. So then it goes into these little units, and which I'd like to call those are like the mini tribes, right? And then those souls in which we share that oversoul with, they're really sharing that core frequency with us. And they're here to um, allow us to really 
mirror to each other. It's a very expansive, open portal to be able to see us aspects of ourselves and we in them, right? So reflecting across each other. And I truly believe that this is where you find twin flame, twin souls in these units. And there will be pairs of twins, some within the bigger monad that are operating with the same energetic frequency signature. And that's why they're in two separate bodies, but those souls have a, the same core frequency. Um, the same sort of ID number type frequency um, and I, I talk about that when I talk about what are twin flames, soul mates and karmic partners there's another video that I've done um, that you can check out on YouTube um, if you're interested so you know these connections cannot help but elevate our consciousness they're super powerful and they accelerate our spiritual evolution they're here to you know they agreed as a monad before coming that we are going to reach this high level of consciousness and we're going to have an impact within all of our tribes and then impact the rest of humanity. So it's not guaranteed that you'll meet, you know, all of your monad. Um, you might meet part of them in this lifetime. It just depends on what you've signed up to for a soul contract and what it is that, you know, what level has been incarnated on this planet of consciousness in your in your oversoul group. If there If there are individual souls that are operating at a higher frequency and, and, and are elevating to a higher consciousness, they will come into alignment in this lifetime. Now, um, as the monad and oversoul hold many concentrated points, they, you know, each focal point exploring different dimensions of reality, so they can actually expand different realities, different dimensions. They're coexisting. Like I said, they're, all timelines are all collapsed into one. Now, I personally have experienced meeting my oversoul. I know for a fact that I've met soul family, but then I've met my oversoul. Um, now, I, don't, I haven't met all of my oversoul, but I'm being, resonating with being a twin flame, I've definitely met my twin soul, and I know that that is from my monad. And then I have connected with other souls on this journey that are coming towards me that are also twins, and I do actually, some of them, not all of them, a couple of them, I very much feel that they are twin, twin souls that are part of the same oversoul that are serving this work and this, this higher consciousness. And so they're far more connected to me in that mirroring and in the what we're experiencing. And it's, it's actually, we obviously signed up to do that because we knew that we were coming for the new earth and that we were gonna hit higher levels of consciousness and we're still doing it. And the other part is that we're all on a twin flame journey. Now there's other souls that are also, I feel part of my monad, that are not on the twin flame journey but are coming into divine counterpart unions that are meeting divine partners that are doing a lot of the work that are very much a part of this whole, whole thing. I've told you guys before, there is no soul better than another. If you're a twin flame, you're no better than another soul that's not a twin flame. We're just all serving different purposes. It's all part of our journey here on Earth. Right, so then we've got the fourth level of soul family. Now the fourth level of soul family are the people in our life that we have soul contracts with. So, and those soul contracts are there to help us, you know, um, improve, to reach um, higher vibrations and higher levels of consciousness. They are the overarching themes that come into our life to master 
um, to get myself mastered. So, you know, I'll mirror you your full power. So, you know, you you betray me, and and, and then you and then um, I have a breakthrough, or I'll leave you in order to learn the true value of self-love. You know, um, you could say that's a bit like the twin flame journey, where one runs away from the other, and the other has to then sort of start to feed their own soul, fill their cup, and understand what unconditional love is of self. So. That's a really good example. I think that that, that one happens a lot. Um, so, you know, these soul contracts can be many different things. Like, I want to know what it is to liberate myself, to break societal conformity. So I'm going to have a soul contract with you, to be married to you, but then you're going to do something to me so that I can actually liberate myself and say, I'm not part of this marriage anymore. And you know how people see divorce in society is really negative, a lot of religions and stuff. Well, you know, um, that there's nothing wrong with it if you're doing it for the right reasons and it's actually for the sake of your freedom for your for your growth and for you to move in the more positive direction in life then it's it's good so all of these judgments that are being cast on in society get broken down and so it depends what soul contracts you are asked, you have asked or signed up to before you've come to earth now not all of those soul contracts have been pre-written fully before you've come to earth some of them are still in the making while you're on earth as well so that's also another thing that it could change it doesn't necessarily have to be the same but um at the end of the day now this doesn't mean that every single thing in our life is written out from the start like i said but these soul contracts are specific to each person's lessons goals desires and karma and there is also a um, also disappointing or optimal ways that these contracts can play out so based on the personality and life conditions and free will so you can you know like i said that's why it can still play out differently based on what how you perceive and take that contract if you want to elevate and grow and expand this is also the most relatable level when talking to the concept of soul family so because at this level the soul family is like a giant you know a, a massive tribe um or the cast of a movie let's say and where the group of actors they're like sharing sharing a script so they're more instead like each person having a script, the same script or scripts that intertwine, that mean that they have to interact. And we're all here in the version of this script where we lead, you know, lead are the lead actor in the movie, but then everyone's the lead in their kind of movie, but we all interact. And at every, you know, every other person in the soul family plays other roles and that's the script. And the trade-off is the lifetime that we're playing out different dynamics with one another, learning life lessons, clearing karma, you know, we might be a brother and a sister in one life and then friends in the next, one might be a mentor in another life, might be a husband or wife. So just for example, like if a soul desires to awaken in this lifetime, they can make a contract with a soul on a different wavelength as well, um, which is not part of the soul family and can ask for that soul to come and bring in experiences for them to um, be able to elevate more and they could come from a wider the wider soul group right now finally karmic relationships and i think this is a really important one because a lot of people get very confused and caught up by um you know oh i'm in this relationship or i'm in this friendship but i can't leave because we've known each other for so long or i can't leave this connection because i love him so much but it's actually really really toxic and then there's a lot of unfortunately a lot of people out here that are then trying to justify it as the twin flame journey but the twin flame journey is here to help you raise your consciousness raise your vibration and 
you know, actually be liberated. It's not a romance at all. You know, there is the inevitable opportunity of being in union, but that comes at the cost of massive work. And, and some of that can take years, not months, like years, like significant times of your life to really level up and really to step into your power. So I just want to say that. So there's a lot of people that are getting caught up on the twin flame tag and they think, oh yeah, I haven't met my twin flame yet. Am I going to meet my twin flame? Oh, this is my twin flame. And they're literally searching for it. I've said it before, not everyone is going to be a twin flame here on earth. And I had a beautiful conversation with someone today that agreed with me and she said, um, shout out to Mariana. She said, I don't, I haven't um, met my twin flame, but um, I actually don't think I am one. And I said, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I don't think you need to be one. But I do think that you're here to operate on a high vibrational dynamic in a divine partnership. And she said, exactly. I said, because you're a high vibrational being. And this was the beautiful woman that I connected with and that had this alignment with today. So sending you love souls to start. This is literally happened today. So um, this is just a great opportunity to share it in this video. But karmic relationships, right? These are also where... This is the scene because at this level of reality, we're not choosing consciously to have these people in our lives. This is normally, the karmic connections are when we are needing to really expand, but we're still wounded, we're still in low levels of consciousness, we're still at lower vibrations. We are not just choosing our lessons and our experiences for our full spiritual sovereignty. Um, we get pulled or um, magnetize the situations, events, dynamics, relationships, whatever, drama, that we need to learn from for the soul's development. Um, but it's it's not like soul family where it's gonna elevate you because th there is an unconsciousness here and the karma is an unconscious momentum. So it keeps turning and turning. You might get pulled to it, but it's unconscious. And it's an unconscious karma that will keep cycling through and through and through till you really realize that you are unconsciously in a dynamic that you need to consciously now find your power to understand how you navigate. The momentum of our actions and temperance and perceptions and aspects of this of our soul's resonance create patterns. And so those patterns um, uh, are very much a frequency, a, a sequence, right? And they can attract others just like a vibration can, right? And that is an unconscious attraction with a karmic. So, you know, you may think that you've got, this is the other thing, you might think you have a soul tribe, but that's actually a karmic tribe. And you're hanging out with very low vibrational people that are not there for the good of your growth. I mean, I would say, I'll give it some examples, like friends that get together that share like a similar, unfortunately habit or in, um, um, habit or like um, abuse problems so they're doing drugs together and they hang out and they party they drink and they do drugs together and that's all they ever do that is what brings them together or they hang out and they go to Vegas or they go to the betting shop or they're gambling or they're doing stuff like that or they hang out and they just sit there and they just gossip about people all day and they're just focused on the external. Those are my examples. So you could actually be in a whole karmic tribe and you're calling them soul tribe. And if this triggers you, boy, I, I'm glad it does because this is your chance to change up. This is your chance to realize maybe I'm not, you know, meant to be here. So we have different facets and aspects to us and each of these um, generate our karma. So we come into this life, right? Whatever remains unlearned and unprocessed within our soul complex and we're here 
to really like process that and learn so we have you know that we can either that we've already mastered or that we need to master so we have different points of attraction and therefore our karma is not fixed it's always moving it's not singular it 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 changes it will ebb and flow depending on what we're choosing to do and where to what directions and what choices we're making so we're always being drawn to people places and things that represent some theme we wish to heal or wish to fulfill right so much like this grieving cycle itself, like facets of consciousness that need some form of closure, which is quite ironic because, you know, energetic wounds and things like that, that's where karmic imprints come. That's where, you know, there's openings of those wounds waiting to be healed. But, you know, if you're in a karmic dy dynamic, it's not going to help you heal it. You're going to have to raise your consciousness to realize, and that's when you're like, oh my gosh, I need to remove myself from this. So, you know, Karmic relationships can still be considered so family, but in a roundabout way, because they're not, that karmic connection is not here to help you grow or mirror to you what you need to see. They're not gonna elevate you or encourage you, you know, like, you know when your best friend gives you like the truth, the truth bars, and it's because they love you and they're mirroring to you the truth that you don't wanna see, but they'll still stand by your side because they want you to see you grow. Karmic connections kind of want you to stay stuck where you are because they don't want to step out of their comfort zone. They're holding themselves stuck too and they're happy to be where they're at. So the biggest difference between a karmic connection and like soul family is that karmic connections are not conscious collaborations. They are not. They are unconscious. They are from wounded, from habits, from where you need to heal, from anything of traumatic experiences from young, even past life. And we travel with our soul family, but karmic partners, it's not, it's not by choice. But, you know, we are just magnetically pulled to these connections. Um, and it's because of the unhealed versions of us, the unhealed parts of us that are being pulled. And we feel safe in those moments. You know, I know that my whole marriage was a karmic contract. And me, um, and you know, it was it, the person wasn't horrible or anything. Just because I'm calling it karma, it means not something that they're bad. Like they loved me and cared for me, and so did I for them. But there was lots of unhealed parts of me that was being pulled into that dynamic, and I was playing out massive karma for my family and ancestral lineage, where I was being called to break the cycles of patriarchy, matriarchy, um, to be the divine feminine and stand up, you know, and to say to a family that. Uh, raised Catholic and with an Indian, Portuguese, African kind of cultural influence background. Oh, you know, I'm getting divorced and I'm doing me and um, yeah, this is me. Like that is a lot, you know? Um, so I know that that played a massive, and I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that experience. I wouldn't be here now telling you what I'm telling you. So, you know, karmic relationships are meant to hinder us. They're meant to hold us back in every way possible until our ego has hit rock bottom, and I tell you I did. My, he my ego hit rock bottom. I was just like so trapped, I just didn't know what was going on. Um, thank goodness that I was given light from my twin flame. Um, thank goodness, and I'm so grateful for that experience because that helped me, you know, I was already awakening after my mum died, but uh, the twin flame experience did help me massively see that that, that I was in the wrong place, I was not loving myself, that I wasn't choosing myself, I wasn't in my power, I wasn't in a higher consciousness. It was giving me glimpses of higher consciousness, but showing me that I wasn't in it. So, yeah, the birds are agreeing. 
So you know, we're forced to meet whatever is whatever is within ourselves that has to be that has been denied, repressed, rejected. So one can look at these karmic relationships um, as providing necessary friction. You know, they are valuable. They are valuable. So if you feel like you're in one right now, see, you know, just be honest with yourself. If it is a karmic relationship, then I'm going to be honest with you and be direct that this is not something that you should be staying in for the long term, but definitely something that you need to be looking at as how you um, transgress, transmute, move, um, shift, elevate yourself and pivot out of it and grow. You don't just leave something and you're not growing. You need to find your power within this. So, you know, although they can be, they, these relationships can lead to extremely positive outcomes, you know, if we integrate the lessons, but karmic connections are not carried out from a conscious and loving place. So don't sort of start getting too caught up on this because you might grow with a karmic connection and you might be able to, but then you still stay stuck at some point because it's, it's karmic. It, 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 was, it was born of a very unconscious part of you. And so if you're elevated to higher consciousness levels, that part of you no longer needs to coexist in that karmic connection and needs to get the heck out. And your soul will be saying to you, come on, we got, we got, we got stuff to do. Like, we ain't got time for that. Do you know what I mean? So um, whether you like it or not, your soul will be calling your heart and soul. And I was saying this the other day, like, when we know we want more, we know better, our mind and our heart and soul will, will balance and kind of energetically feel the same frequency, the same thought patterns, and that sends a signal to the universe to call in something. So tower moments don't just happen because the universe wants to kick us up the bar. The universe doesn't interfere until we say and we give the calling, and that calling is, you know, mind, body, soul, right? Heart space, mind space and our real resonance of it vibrating saying we want more so you know like someone in a relationship a karmic relationship going i'm not happy here i'm clearly not happy here saying it in their head feeling it in their heart the universe will throw a towel because you, you're actually asking for it does that make sense so you know you know this is um this is all part of life you know the karmic connections they have an ability to consciously create their life experiences um after they've been evolved and you know rather than getting stuck into the gravity of the momentum so you know if beings are heavily immersed in karma are magnetized to what has not been learned to such a good degree they have little creative control over their soul path so there's many people out here right now that are actually not consciously choosing their path they're in unconscious karma and therefore their path is actually being determined for them by the over heavy karmic um, undertaking that they're in and you know that and you might see that you might notice I you know I, sometimes you might say well why is this person like doing this why wouldn't they wake up and why are they allowing themselves to go down this route but actually they're so embedded in the karma that they're actually not consciously choosing so when you're saying to yourself well why why would they do that to themselves actually they don't realize they're doing that to themselves because they're unconscious to the suffering that they're allowing themselves to have so you know have compassion for them but also be mindful don't get too caught up because there's many souls on earth now there's there is this that's happening where many souls are being caught up in the karma and for those that are listening to this video probably very much going in the direction of um meeting higher consciousness levels you've got to protect your energy you cannot get drawn out by that
and I personally, you know, I see friends or I know of those that are unconsciously, they want to awaken, but they're still unconsciously choosing things. They think that they're consciously choosing, and that is sad, but they are unconsciously choosing paths in their life. Um, they think that they have the control and power. Some might be still taking drugs, and it's really sad to see them going through that, but I can't entertain it. I have to just stay away, um, protect my energy. Some might just be staying with a partner because they feel like they feel safe there. They're scared to go. They, they're telling themselves it's love when it's not. They're not happy. They're not. They're just scared. They're scared of abandonment. They're scared of actually going and doing the work on themselves, the real work, being on their own, having to, you know, maybe have to create their own stability, their own unit. Um, it could be to do with finances. It could just be to do with neediness. It could be to do with anything. And so. I just urge you guys, if you're on this journey and you're raising your awareness and your consciousness, then the real soul family around you that are doing the work are probably the ones that are better for you to be vibrating around. You have to protect your energy. There's a lot going on right now. Saturn retrograde is still going on until, you know, October 22nd, and that is really going to push and test boundaries. It's coming up to say, what is it that you thought about? What is it that you, uh, you, you thought about you and made set boundaries, make decisions.